Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, podcast listener, I want to make sure that you know and understand that you can become a founding member of my brand new 12-month coaching program right now. Get in before we even start our live coaching or get in the week we start live coaching, August 1st. There's zero benefit to waiting for your business to be in the perfect situation in order for you to join. There's so much power for being in community and learning from others that are going through the same things that you're going through or one step ahead of you. Be in this group and get to work on your business right now. Create the foundations to have a six-figure myofascial release business. Do it now. Do it today. I'm so excited to be your coach. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching today and join right now. I'll see you over there. And again, live coaching begins August 1st. You get instant access to the course right after you sign up. See you later. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am joined today with one of my former coaching clients, Kelly Gratzinger. She is the owner of Unbound Physical Therapy located in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. Kelly, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to interview you. Before we started recording, we kind of talked a little bit about the importance of normalizing slower growth or things taking a while to catch on. So let's get into it right away. Can you kind of tell us what brought you to coaching? Give us that background and then we'll go from there. Yep. I actually created my business February of 2022, and I was only doing it not even part-time on the side while still working full-time in home health. And then I did that for a few months and I just got really stressed out and fed up with my full-time job and all the crazy paperwork and everything else and all the politics of it. So I just said, I'm done and I'm going to put everything I have into my own business. So I had a slight derailment of it too, because my father passed away. So I was dealing with all of his house, properties, everything. So I got really a very slow start, I would say. And then I started following your podcast sometime over the summer. Oh, driving out to Arizona to go to Advanced Unwinding. Listen to it on the way out and back. And then I think you had mentioned it in the actual class. And it just kind of really piqued my interest. So when I got back, I had to wait till the November group started at that point. So I signed up for November. I did that one and I did February's and it helped me dramatically just kind of get a, a feel for things I need to set up in order to actually get my business to grow. And then it started out, like I said, really slowly. I hardly had any clients. I was very hesitant to create a Facebook page. It took me forever to create a website, but I finally did. And then it was like 10 pounds off my shoulders. 
finally got an office space because working out of my house just wasn't cutting it with my dogs always barking and finding other things to do. But going through two of your coaching groups really helped a lot. And I would say even for the beginning of this year, I started out really slowly. And then uh, about two or three weeks ago, I did a presentation at the local university for their faculty and staff. And I went into it feeling like I had no idea how to explain myofascial release to anybody. (laughs) But luckily, I actually repeated MFR1 and unwinding in Wilmington the week before. So it kind of all just really sat with me. And I literally waited until like two days before to write up my presentation. But I did that. It was very well received. The people that came, I got a few new clients out of it. And the following week, all of a sudden, I went from having no clients to having like eight. (laughs) That's amazing. So I'm happy. I knew it was going to take time. I was just being patient. And here I am. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, and I think too, there's this idea that it takes time. And then there's also this like factor in where when we hide, it makes it extremely hard for people to find us. And like really going out there and giving this presentation is a really good example of just showing up, willing to tell people what you offer then it gives people the opportunity to opt into that offer. Would you say that's true? Yes, because I'm from a rural part of Pennsylvania and most people here had no idea what it was. I think at the end of that week, I did part of their wellness fair and one person was able to tell me what myofascial release was Mm -hmm. (laughs) out of all the staff that came up. For me, I figure I'm going to have to do a lot of education with this area and reach out. And I'm okay with that because... I want more people to understand what it is to be able to reap the benefits of it because we know that traditional therapy just doesn't work and I've done it for 15 years. So it's time to move on with that missing piece and get it all working out together. Yeah, something occurred to me in the last few months. I think it's after really doing so many interviews with people, like working with so many MFR therapists. We think people should already know about MFR, like they should just get it and we shouldn't really have to educate or we should like, we're okay educating them or whatever. But the thing is, is if we're not the ones educating them, they will never know about MFR. (laughs) So when we decide to fully engage with, it's okay, like we normalize the amount of education that it takes to explain what it is, but more so explain the results that they're going to get from working with us. And we just lead with that all the time in all the ways, like it just becomes part of our fabric and what we do. It's going to change the face of our businesses forever because it will no longer be the best kept secret in America Mm -hmm. or like across the world. But we have to quit keeping it a secret. We as a profession, we as MFR therapists have to quit being afraid to talk about it or quit deciding that we don't know how to talk about it, right? We just have to decide that we know enough, that we can do a good enough job right where we're at without any extra special skills. Like just from the seminars we've had, we have to just start talking about it. And I know as a coach, like for me to finally like have that sink in, it's going to take me saying that message over and over and over again to you guys for it to really sink in there too, for this to become a real movement. But you're part of the movement. I'm super happy. (laughs) Like your clients are so lucky to have you. And I mean, it just gives me goosebumps. So I'm super excited about this. So you went from zero clients to eight just with one presentation. How do you actually feel now about the work you put in to create that website and to create online booking and to have a Facebook page? Like where are your thoughts around those things now? It's kind of like, why did I wait so long? (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about why do you think you did? 
honestly, I think it was actually the fear of success and not the fear of failure because I know it's going to make a difference when it gets out there and I know more people are going to be looking for it. But it was just, I don't know, taking the steps and actually doing it was just terrifying. Yeah. And it's just, it's something else that I'm learning in the process because learning how to create the website and then turn around and modify it whenever I feel like it. I'm posting pretty much twice a week now in my Facebook group. And I do about a month at a shot when I do that. And I've been able to get more people engaged that way. And then that was huge because I just, I was like, I don't know how to do this. I have to learn how to use this program and that program and then how to combine them so that it's all scheduled out. But now I have it and now it's not hard. Yeah. It's so funny, right? And this is normal. Like this is everyone, (laughs) like almost everyone that comes and works with me. It's like, I think maybe it's who we are or like the fabric of us as therapists, or I don't know what it is exactly, but we think we should just know how to do all this stuff and it should be easy. And when it's not, there's just this ultimate resistance of like, this is going to take forever. Or even if it does take a certain amount of time that that's wrong, Mm -hmm. it shouldn't take time. And I'm like, what if it just takes time? What if for you, it took you 80 hours to do that. And it took the person next to you 20 and it took me five. The thing is, is we got it done. We all got to the same goal. Why is there more of a value for somebody getting it done in five hours versus getting it done in 80 hours? I want to normalize that for some people, it will take 80 hours. It will take 80,000 Facebook posts. It will take more. You will underestimate the amount of effort it takes and the amount of time. But if you don't give up in the meantime, you will get the result of going from zero to eight clients. And once you have eight clients, you could have 16 clients. You know, it's just this snowball effect. Yeah. So good job. Yes. And you encourage us. I mean, you give us ideas. You had suggested different online or electronic documentation. And for me, I just didn't like any of the programs. And I fought with it forever. I don't know how many weeks I spent on it. And I just said, screw it. I'm just going to do paper documentation and be done with it. I'll get one of the cheaper scheduling programs and just use that and go from there until I decide if I finally find a program that I like or if I'm just going to stick to it this way. For me, it's easy because the paper is just a whole bunch of check marks and coloring for all the purpose of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You get to do that. I think it's giving yourself permission to be like, I want to do something different than what Heather is suggesting, or I want to, I want to do it my own way, or I don't want to be told what to do. I don't like any of these things. Yeah, that's good. That's fine. You know, go do it. The only reason I give suggestions for simple practice or Mm -hmm. massage book is because I've personally worked with them, but they're not the first software companies that I've worked with. I have worked with so many and changed so many times. I've probably worked with 20 different online schedulers, you know, all of these things to get to the point where I could endorse these knowing that these would work out for the a longer term with a business. And at the end of the day, there are always going to be people that don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine. And I think for me, it's just the fact that I've done electronic documentation for the past 15 years. And in home care, it's ridiculous the amount of information that you have to put in just to justify everything. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to take a break from it for a while. I have enough other electronic stuff. So we're just going to breeze through it and just be done with it. Yeah. So do you have online scheduling now? I do. Yes. Yep. Okay. And what did you pick? I just went with the, I think it's the basic acuity scheduling package. Okay. Do you still also have massage book? It might still be set up, but I haven't been using it. I took all the links out on my page and I put them all to the Acuity scheduling. Okay. So you're using Acuity for your online booking. Are you having people find you and book with Acuity or how is that going? 
a little bit. I've had a couple of them do that, but then I think a few have just had my business cards from word of mouth or whatever they found it. And a couple of them actually just call me directly to schedule. So I just kind of add their name onto my schedule. So it's kind of a little bit of each. Perfect. Everything is working. Love it. Love it. And then as you get bigger, you might change your mind or you might find like, oh, paper documentation is my friend. It doesn't trigger that response in me that, you know, whatever was happening when you were in your corporate job where you had to do so much documentation. So I think it's good to always check in and be like, is this working for me? Is this not working for me? Because lots of things will work for us until they don't. And then we get frustrated. And instead of like going through a whole frustration meltdown, we can just continually check in and be like, is this still working for me? Yes or no? Is this thing broken now? Which you'll know. You will know. And this is just the beginning of all of the fun craziness. So <laughs> excited for you. Okay. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into myofascial release? What was going on? So it actually started after I had my second child, I was still having the glorious stress incontinence issues and I had an annoying back pain that wouldn't go away. And one of my coworkers had said, oh, you should go to, it's actually uh, Jess Papa in Rhode Island. You should go to her because she has her own myofascial release clinic. And she had actually been a student at the facility that I was working at. So I finally looked her up and I got in with her and One of the first couple of visits, well, the first visit I ended up with the good old healing crisis and I felt like I had the flu for a couple of days. And then I want to say one of the ones shortly after that, she did one of the bladder releases on me and I felt the release occur and it was just such an amazing feeling. I think that was like the instant that I was hooked and I was like, okay, this is it. I've got to one, keep coming to get treated and two, find out more about this and how I can use it to benefit my patients. So I actually went to her for like six months and then we ended up moving back to Pennsylvania. (laughs) So shortly after that, I went out and I took fascial pelvis and that kind of got me started. It's been a ripple effect and I've just been taking course after course whenever I can and love every minute of it. I just got back from pediatrics yesterday. (laughs) I love that so much. That's so cool. So your first seminar was fascial pelvis. Do you have a favorite FR class that you've had so far? I don't think so. I just think that there's so much in each one that I just get a little bit here and there. I mean, women's health was definitely eye-opening and that really made me want to do more with the pelvic floor. But I just, I love all of them and repeating them, you go back and there's so much new information that didn't register the first time. So all of them are great. I can't even pick. (laughs) Right. I love that answer. (laughs) So would you consider yourself to be a women's health physical therapist? Are you telling people this is something you can offer them and working with women in this way or hoping to work with women in this way? Yes, I am definitely. I mean, I know I can get more education on it and I do plan to, but I know with what I have and personally what I've been through as a female and having two children that I can definitely help women go from there. And I do advertise that I can. And I actually have a couple that I'm working with right now for pelvic floor issues. And of course, most people, I mean, have some kind of a pelvic dysfunction. So I'm always starting there with everybody. Yeah, that's so good. Your clients are so lucky that you can offer this, you know, because you do in most states have to be a physical therapist or an OT or an MD to be able to do that internal pelvic floor work. And 
kind of like the idea, if you have a pelvis, you probably need this work. (laughs) All of us have a pelvis unless it's been surgically removed. So yeah, it's very needed. And that's so cool that you've taken the time to take women's health. And I mean, I've taken that course several times and you learn more every time you take it. It's fascinating. So that's good for your patients. How often are you telling people that this is the work that you do? As often as I can. If anybody asks me or if they start complaining about some ache or pain or anybody in their family, I'm like, I can help with that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you just have to be willing to give it a try. Yeah, so good. So what are your plans? Where do you see your business a year from now? Definitely, I'll be fully booked. I'm thinking I want a slightly larger space. I love my office, but my problem is it's on the second floor and there's no elevator access. Okay. So if I have to treat anybody that has a disability that can't go up the steps, then I either have to go to their house or I have to go home and treat them out of my house. So I'm hoping to either get a first floor accessible office or one with an elevator. And like I said, slightly larger because I would actually like to try to do maybe once a month or something, a self-care class so that people can start doing some of this stuff on their own. And same thing, just getting the word out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I've kind of played around with like doing little 30 minute to an hour workshops once in a while, just to give people a brief overview of what things are. And then really, I just want to get out and educate. I really want to talk to a lot of the midwives. I learned over the weekend about this huge home birth community that we have in my area that I had no idea about. So just getting in touch with all of the different specialty areas and just educating them on how myofascial release can help and how beneficial it'll be for all of their patients. That's going to be incredibly valuable and such a great community to connect with. It's so amazing how once you kind of put this out there in the world, how many connections you can make to the exact right people that you can then help their clients even better. Like they've got the gold with this community, but what if they have you mm-hmm. too? Like yeah. And every fun. time I either I go to the doctor or the dentist or I take my kids, I try to educate them a little bit on it because even though they're in the medical profession, they don't know what it is. I'm always passing out my cards when I can. <laughs> I love it. So aside from the putting yourself out there, the website creation, the online booking, what else would you say has been the hardest part about setting up your business? I think for some people, it's the cost because their first question is always, do you take insurance? And I said, no. And I mean, for a while, I just kind of left it at that and I didn't explain why. But now I'm back to the point. I'm like, no, you know what? I'm going to take the time to explain why I don't take insurance because it's it's not benefiting them in any way. And it's just holding them back from what they can truly accomplish with results. And then, of course, I was still questioning my price periodically, but I'm like, you know what? No, I have clients that are paying full price. I've actually sold a couple of packages. I'm not changing my price. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I got over that hump too. Yeah. Do you think coaching helped with that or was that something you worked on on your own? I think it was a combination of both. Definitely with listening to the Raise Your Rate bootcamps and stuff and the different stuff that we talked about in the group on a regular basis. But then finally... I think once I started getting the people coming in and they were willing to pay, and now I'm actually getting friends of theirs to come in, I'm like, see, it's working. People are realizing that if you want good care, you have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can just keep offering that message too. Yep. Yeah. It's all about how we think about our rate and how we think about the results that we offer and our willingness to hold that kind of awkward space when someone says, do you take insurance? And you're like, no, I don't but let me tell you why. Let me tell you why you want to buy this. 
and being willing to say it over and over and over again in 50 different ways so that people can hear it differently until it it sinks in. It won't sink in with everybody. Like my mom's never going to opt into paying cash for anything. And she has the results that show it, right? But I, on the other hand, came from that model and I'm like, where can I pay cash so I can get in sooner so that I can get better care so that I can, you know, have this result. Even at times when I could not afford it, I'm just glad that other people didn't make that decision for me, whether or not I could afford to do something. Have you ever been at the doctor and they're like, what's your insurance when they're trying to write you out a prescription? Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, don't not give me the varsity prescription just because you think I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me make that decision. I will go drive Uber if I have to, or do DoorDash or work at McDonald's. (laughs) And usually I'm the one seeking all of this stuff out because the doctors aren't recommending it to me because I know there's other stuff out there and I do my research. Yeah. And I just want to get what's best for me, not what they think is best for me. Yeah. And don't you think if we think about our clients in that way, those are the clients we attract, the clients that really are seeking out what's best for them. They want to know all the options. They want what we have. They might be hesitant around the price, but only because they haven't yet been told what the results are that they're buying. They're not buying an hour of time on your table buying the results. Yeah. And I think sometimes convincing them of that can be a bit of a struggle. But again, I'm starting to see the clients. So people are realizing that it's beneficial. And that's all that matters. And sadly, it's kind of funny, actually. I think that the whole presentation at the university really boosted my confidence in a lot of this stuff. I was just kind of on this mellow streak or whatever. But after I did that, I was like, wow, I do know what I'm talking about. This is an easy way to explain it. And then the people came and it made me feel a lot better. And I was like, they're listening and I do know what I'm talking about. So that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And you had that ability the entire time, right? You just yes. waited until you had this opportunity to present it. So that's wild, don't you think? Yes. <laughs> like, oh, you always had that ability. It wasn't doing this presentation didn't then somehow anoint you as an expert in this. Like you've already had that ability in you. It was just giving yourself permission to let out all of this goodness into the world, let people see it. Yep. Okay. So I remember you in coaching as someone who didn't get coached a lot. What is your thoughts about someone who didn't get coached a lot live? And what do you think still was the value for you? I don't know. I just absorbed everything that everybody was saying. And I noticed like if they were having the same things that I did, I was just taking notes and figuring out where I could change things. And a lot of the times I was actually sitting in the meetings and I was doing things on my computer. I was working on my website. I was doing Facebook posts. Like I was doing a lot of this stuff, Mm -hmm. but I found during that time that I was very hesitant to go out into the community and do other things like just pass out my cards to the local businesses or give brief little descriptions of what things were to different people. But afterwards I was like, okay, I've gone through two rounds of this. I need to step back and really take the bull by the horns and do this stuff on my own. And then I finally did. And I was like, why did I wait so long? (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Like, oh, I could have done this while I was in coaching. (laughs) Yes. Normally I'm a go-getter and I do things, but I think when it's, I don't know why, but for some reason, like when it was benefiting me as an individual, I was just very hesitant about it. And I felt guilty because I wasn't bringing in any kind of money or anything like that for the family. But now, same thing. As soon as I started getting a couple of clients, like 
huge weight off of the shoulders and I feel so much better. And again, that confidence is there. Well, wouldn't you say like, you're a pretty confident person? Like, would you identify as a confident person? Yes. And so then when things take longer than you imagine, or when things aren't as easy as you think they should be, does that kind of slow you down in a way? I think so. Yeah. So it'll be something to have like really clear awareness around going forward. Whenever you have a lull in your business, when anything's like starts to slow down, I'll be like, okay, where am I worried that I'm not good enough at this, that I'm hiding? Where am I not showing up? You mentioned you're posting like twice a week. What would happen if you posted four times a week? Like Mm -hmm. what would happen if you really showed up big and you gave your permission, gave yourself permission to just be big and to be seen? What will that take? Yeah. I think that's just a little bit of time to get there. Yeah. Or maybe not time, but just like allowing yourself to be uncomfortable while you do it. Yeah. Because I'm sure when you got asked to give that presentation, the time from when you said yes to when you presented was probably highly uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. And it was, I think I had like a month and a half to two months notice because I remember in February or March, I forget, I had told you about it. I feel like we talked about it in coaching. We did. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had a month and then I literally waited. Like I had a couple of slides just for picture reference that was put together pretty quickly, but literally my presentation, I wrote about three days beforehand Yeah, and I was practicing it. And I was more nervous because I was like, oh man, I'm going to be reading off the paper, but it was only for certain things. And then I was throwing all of my own personal stuff in there and it was a lot better. And of course I started out a really, really rocky. My husband was there and he's like, yeah, the first minute or so was really rough. (laughs) Then you got a lot better. And, but he was like, you could tell that the people were interested. Yeah. And of course it's going to be rocky. I mean, I went back and I totally redid Raise Your Rate Bootcamp. And I watched the first time I taught it. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. And I have video of it, right? So I've watched myself back multiple times. I'm like, wow, I was so nervous and so scared. And of course, I had put the materials together really quickly, right ahead of time, because I procrastinated because I was worried I didn't know what I was talking about. And then I rewrote it for my the next time Let's see, I've done it three times now. So like for the third time, I rewrote the workbook. I rewrote all the slides. I rewrote the way I taught it and kind of just collapsed it a little bit. And it was so much better because I had allowed myself to do it not so good the first two times, which it was good enough. People got results from it, but I yep. everything I do, I'm doing for the first time. And a lot of times I put together the work the day before because I like nervous procrastinate or put pressure on myself to do it a certain way, or I'm not exactly sure how I want to teach it until the last minute, but it always gets done. And I think it's that willingness to do it kind of shoddy or just imperfectly is what's allowed me to grow my business so fast because I'm just like, well, I'm going to do this thing and then I do it and it's horrifying for me. (laughs) Like it helps enough people that it's okay. And then I can always do it better next time. Same for this presentation. Maybe you rewrite it or maybe you give this almost verbatim presentation a hundred times before you're like, oh, I could tweak this thing. Yep. But think about how many people you help in the process just by your willingness to be kind of bad at it or for your husband to like feel nervous for you in the audience, but know that you're going to get your footing once you start out. Yeah. And it was good because at the end of the week, the one lady that was in charge of the wellness fair, she even came up to me and said, about getting in touch with her next year for the same thing. She's like, it was very well received. And I've only heard really great things about it. So that made me feel even better. So I was like, okay, well, great. I can make this like a yearly event. 
for sure. And I wonder what else you could do, like how many other events are around there. So this was the presentation for also the hospital or this was like a vendor's booth type? No, this was a presentation just for the university faculty and staff. Okay. I know I wanted to do a presentation for the hospital that they do something in September for, I think it's Women's Week. Mm. But they didn't let me do it last year because they say it's a conflict of interest because they have a a therapist that already does pelvic floor. So this year, I kind of want to work with it and say, okay, well, yeah, you have a therapist that does that. But one, you only have one in this area and you can't tell me they're not overbooked. And two, I'm offering a completely different modality. Yeah, I would just sell it like that. It's not really a conflict of interest. Yeah. Well, and if they say that to you again, I would just say like, is it a conflict of interest to offer people alternatives to what this therapist is doing? Because does she do John Barnes trained myofascial release or not? It's totally different than 10 and 2, like where are you tight, you know? (laughs) Well, and frankly too, as a medical professional, you're supposed to be offering your patient choices. Not just staying yeah, within your system because exactly. you've done that. Well, and here's the thing too. You could even agree not to talk about women's health and still go in there and blow yeah. their pants off. Because if you're a female, you should be getting myofascial release. Female, male, cat, dog, horse, like, yep. give a pulse. Should probably be getting it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. And I can also mention too, one of the people in the audience at the presentation is a volunteer coach for one of the athletic teams. And he had suggested too about different things because he could think of a couple of athletes that who had gone through all kinds of rehab, gone through surgery, and they still had their problem and they couldn't compete at the top of the level because they just weren't getting better. Whatever they did didn't fix it. And of course, my husband was always hesitant because he's an athletic trainer there, but he's like, I've always been hesitant to refer out because one, she's my wife. And two, I don't know if it's a conflict. So he talked to his head athletic trainer and he's like, well, it's a service we don't offer. So over the summer, probably later on, he said about discussing like a contract to have so that the athletes can come to us that aren't getting better with their therapies and essentially doing like a video conference with their parents to explain what it is, kind of give them the option and go from there. But that would just be a whole nother source of, yeah, referrals. Yeah. And how great to be able to do it like on video, you know, and Mm -hmm. just, you can reach so many more people. You could record it and send it out to all the emails as a replay. Mm -hmm. And then you only have to do it one time, but to be able to offer that service is going to be huge. I've often, whenever I'm attending any high school athletic event, I'm always like, I wish I was on the field. Like, I wish I was working with that athletic trainer when I see what they're, you know, just taping and stretching and icing. I'm just like, there's so much more that could be done. So how cool and how cool to have this in with your spouse already being Mm -hmm. the athletic trainer. Like all you need to do is go to the back to school night or the sports night or whatever, and get the microphone for five minutes and just say, you offer this as an alternative. If anyone's interested, here's my card. And maybe don't even get into a contract situation with them. Keep it separate. Yeah. Cause I know too, they even said about going and I think like at the beginning of the, the next school year, doing something presentation wise to talk with the coaches and the athletic department to let them know that it's there because I'm sure there's plenty of other athletes out there that have had the same problems. Yeah, this is so good. And I figure too, by educating their parents, hey, then I'm spreading the word all over the country because they come from all over. Well, yeah. And how many of these parents have sore backs or pelvic dysfunction that could be seeing you while their kids are at these training camps? I mean, it just really, it's just like, if you put yourself out there at all, 
like just kind of inserted yourself as an expert into these people's lives at all, you're going to help them and help your business really take off. So this is really, really exciting to kind of brainstorm these ideas with you and just see how easy it is to tap into what resources you already have that could create more client leads. And it just takes one or two people that you help that then tell hundreds of people and it creates this huge thing because people want what you have. Yep. And I think too, like some advice I would give you is if you ever feel like things are slowing down or things are taking too long is to always remind yourself that people want what you have and they are just waiting to know about it. And I think at this point, I just have so many ideas that I I just need to write them down and literally just go one at a time. Mm -hmm. Because as I'm doing more things or attending more courses again and again, more things pop into my head because then over the weekend too, it was like, okay, well, I live near a bunch of Amish people. And that would be a great community too, because they're more into holistic stuff than traditional medicine. So, I mean, at this point, yeah, I just have to do things one at a time and go from there. Yeah. And you don't have anything to lose by reaching out to these people. Yeah. You know what? One thing I... I use, and this might seem kind of lame, but for anyone else listening to, I just use the notes app in my phone. I have an iPhone. It has a notes app. I constantly open that up and I probably have thousands of files in there of just like run on just brain dumps of ideas of things I could do based on talking to other people. It triggers me to do something. I'm like, I'm just going to write this down because I'm never going to remember to write it down later or which notebook it's in. But those notes, there's a search feature and you can just search for something in there and then it will pull up whatever you've written down. So I just keep a running list of all the things I want to do or try or say, or, you know, podcast ideas, anything that just comes to mind. Cause sometimes I get it in the middle of the night or whatever, or shower thoughts. I just have to write it in Mm -hmm. quickly. So that might help you too. Yes. Awesome. Okay. What would you say was the biggest help for you when you came? Like, what did you get out of coaching? I think it's just, you're so positive in everything that you do. And no matter what the situations were with people, you were able to kind of turn it around and make it a positive in some way, shape or form. And same thing, even though people, all of us were struggling with some of the same things and different things, there was always a suggestion on ways to do things. And you didn't tell us what to do. You just gave us the confidence to go out and do it. And then that was us taking the initiative. And by creating the website and things like that, it was a sense of accomplishment for me, even though there was kind of a push behind it. And I think in the long term, I mean, just the website alone, I think that's gotten me one or two people from further away locations that are actually closer to other therapists because I have a website and they don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're searchable. Yes. So I think just the positivity and the huge amount of support and all of the other therapists in the group, like just very supportive of each other. So it was just really nice. And even though I didn't talk a lot, I was getting so much out of it. I'm definitely one that kind of sits back and absorbs it all, but I definitely had a huge breakthroughs, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And have you had the experience where now you've gone to seminars with other people from group coaching and like had in-person connections with some of those people or been like, Oh, I recognize you. Yep. I ran into Leslie (laughs) down at um, Unwinding. Yep. And then one or two other people, I think that are currently taking it. 
that and just starting to run into people that I've seen before and talking to them and getting more connections. So it's been nice. Yeah. Finally running into some people that are actually just starting their MFR journey around here. So just getting the locals so that we can get together to be able to practice things and stuff like that or have a travel buddy, ideas to bounce off of that type of thing. Yeah. I think it's so important to have the, that support and connection. And I think that's one of the things I love the most about having these groups of MFR therapists at a time is I never had that when I had my business. And I remember <laughs> driving to work and just feeling so alone. Like, you know, my husband didn't really understand because he's, he's had MFR and he's had treatment at therapy on the rocks and stuff like he gets that part, but doesn't get the business of MFR and how different Mm -hmm. it is than other businesses and how being in practice by yourself. And maybe you're the only one in your city or your town doing what you do. It's lonely and it's scary. And it can be just kind of, I don't know, not depressing, but just lonely. Right. And so having that group where you can recognize faces, you have a Facebook group, you can talk about things that are going on. And even if you don't want to talk about it, you just want to like, absorb it and be in it you you have that you feel connected i hope yep so i just love that i love talking shop all the time obviously that's why i'm a business coach for mfr therapists but <laughs> just an uber business mfr nerd so yeah it's fun to have that community and to watch it evolve over time yes and and that's what i did too i set up a group with the people that I knew of. And then of course I met one or two new ones this weekend that are just starting. And I'm like, you know, it's just a group for now, but eventually one of us is going to have expert level. But for the time being, we're just local therapists getting together to spread the word and share what we know. I love that so much. So good. All right. So I don't know if you've heard this or not, but by the time this airs, this will be common knowledge, but I'm changing my programs. Have you heard about that? I heard there was a change coming, but no idea what. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what it is because I want to get your opinion on it. Okay. (laughs) All right. So starting, well, this episode will air probably in July or August. So it will be out in the world. So I have now created a 12-month program that is weekly coaching. The group size is unlimited. So people can join anytime. It'll be open enrollment. It's $3,000 to join. And... They'll get the course portal and tons of support. And yeah, so that's what's happening. And then I've created a mastermind for people that have coached with me before. So you'll have to have gone through some sort of coaching with me in order to qualify for the mastermind. And in the mastermind, we're just going to take people who are around $50,000 or more in their business and go beyond the goal of 100K. And what does it take to scale that? But for the 12-month program, it's for all MFR therapists who either have a business, want to start a business, are in business, no matter where you're at in your business, it will get you to where you want to go. And then if you want to go beyond that, you can join the mastermind. What are your thoughts? That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think it gives a chance for people, yeah, that have no idea if they truly want to do it or not to join that group and then hear from all of the others that are in it where they're at. Because that's the nice thing too. The groups have always been a mix of people that haven't actually set anything up yet are in the process or have been in it for a while. So it's nice to see all of the differences and how people have grown over time. Yes. And it's going to be so fun for me to have this program created that creates a 
full year of support. So someone could literally go from nothing and like, what happens with a whole year of that support without having to go and try it on your own? Like what actually happens? And then I'm wondering too, if it will solve for the problem of people wanting to wait for coaching to be done before they take action. Like what happens Mm -hmm. when you take action in the program and you let yourself fail and then you come back and you get more support and you go out there and you fail again. And like all these fails forward to create what. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah, that'll be really good. And hopefully it'll get a whole lot more people involved in giving them the uh, opportunity to start their own business. Exactly. And they don't have to wait to join. They can join anytime going forward. So that'll be good too. Because I heard you say you found it, wanted to opt in, and then you had to wait a few months to get in. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll eliminate that problem too. Yeah, that'll be really nice because then people can just do it while they're thinking about it and not second guess it and come up with excuses. Yeah. So would you recommend people sign up for coaching or what would be your advice to people that listen to this? I definitely would. I mean, there were some things that I knew going into it that I, again, was hesitant to do. But then there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know about that I learned along the way. And it was just very helpful. And I'm sure I'll probably be doing it again in the future. I just needed to step back to force myself to take charge and do a lot of stuff. And I know not everybody's like that. A lot do take the bull by the horns and start right away when suggested. But it's definitely helpful and I highly recommend it. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I want to normalize that that's okay to do that. There's no right or wrong to do it. It's like, it's all working out. And I think the biggest thing to remember too is as long as you don't quit, you're always going to get to your goal. Right. It might take, it could take 10 years, but still, if you got there, you're not going to be mad. Exactly. And the other thing is too, like you've been in business since February of 2022. Mm -hmm. We're talking in June of 2023. Things are starting to really take off. It's been a little over a year. That's not a lot of time. No, not at all. (laughs) Not a lot of time. We have to remember that it's not normal for things to go as fast as they do for some people, especially in you know, some of the results people are creating. It's normal in our group, but it's not normal in the business world for things to take off that quickly. So right. it's really fun to see all of the results people create. And I'm just excited for you. I'm excited for your patience to find you, to get to experience this. And I'm really excited to watch what you create. Because again, this is just the beginning. So it's so fun. I know. I'm very excited. I didn't think I would ever be a business owner, but I'm so happy that I finally took that step. And I have no regrets at this point. I mean, over the weekend, family was talking about some of the crap that was going on in their business and I'm just sitting there. I don't have that problem because I'm in charge and I don't have to respond or answer to anybody anymore. So it was great. I love that so much. Tell everybody where they can find you. I have a Facebook page, Unbound Physical Therapy, LLC, or my website is www.unboundptmfr.com. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Kelly, for being on this episode. I can't wait for other people to hear your journey. And I'll be back again next week with another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. Y'all have a great week. Thanks for joining me today. My mission is to help every MFR therapist become a part of the movement where no MFR therapists ever under earn or burn out. Join my 12-month coaching program. You'll spend the first 90 days setting up your foundation to create your six-figure business. 
then you'll go to work and uncover exactly what's holding you back from the business that you want and desire. Get support while you raise your rates, set your policies, and learn how to talk about MFR and how to sell MFR in service of your clients. Learn exactly how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've had your business for years. This program is open to all MFR therapists who want to create what is possible when you stop playing small and start showing up in your full power as the John Barnes trained MFR therapist you are. Put your magic to work in the world and help more people get out of pain and back to active lifestyles. I'll help you do it. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching and sign up right now.